Dear Trash Future listeners, since the U.S. is extremely aroused at the prospect of destroying itself in a war with Iran, we wanted to unlock this bonus episode, which features our discussion with Sina Rahmani, the host of The East is a Podcast. If you like this episode, just remember that there are literally dozens like it on our Patreon. Thanks, and enjoy. Yours truly, a podcast producer from a certain country who is definitely not hiding out in a basement and avoiding the draft. Hello again, and welcome to Trash Future, the podcast about how it's the one you're listening to now. I'm Riley. You may remember me from every other episode of this podcast. I'm joined here in studio with Milo Edwards. You joined with me, bitch. I might be. It's Milo Edwards. I've had a few drinks and I've eaten nothing, so I'm going to be loose on this episode. He's on the gold mic, folks. And we got Hussein Kasavani. Hey, uh, I have not drunk because it's Ramadan and also um, alcohol is of the devil. It's yeah. the white man's poison. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ramadan, Ramadan is the one month of the year where as a Muslim you can't drink alcohol. Yeah. The rest of the time, the rest of the time I'm having exactly one and a half beers and it's fucking great. You're going out with Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah. The, the rest <laughs> of the time, Hussein can't stop buying bottles. <laughs> also, I have adjusted his head towards the mic and then the mic towards his head and neither have worked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we repel each other. But this is this is a private a private agony that only I experienced. <laughs> Because I am the man who corrects Hussein's mic position. I feel like it's because of my head. My head, like my head, sort of like tilts. Uh huh. And mm. I feel like I just can't stop that. From he just happening. doesn't want to approach the mic because the mic, in some way, resembles a dick. Yeah, he's too busy. He's too busy doing the high IQ head tilt and just like and say, "Im, interesting. Have you considered? Have you considered the facts?" If you get too close to the mic, it's technically eating, and it's still daylight outside. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> And we also have Nate on the boards. Hi, it's me. Yes, I've already made a bunch of jokes that are probably regrettable. So this is my intro. Welcome. Fantastic. And I, t- I too have been drinking. We've all been drinking. The ter- the, mis- the Ministry of Startups, the terrible building our studios in. With a door that relies on Wi-Fi to work. The one with the Wi-Fi door and stuff. Um, I, they have put on the thing where they gave everyone free beer because they yeah. realized we work is coming. I ate two slices of chicken tikka pizza and I'm conflicted about they, it. Yeah. So, so they bought us, they bought like a bunch of beer and like weird pizza yeah. and stuff, but they haven't fixed like the light in the second cubicle of the bathroom. No. Oh yeah, there's there's one there's one cubicle in the toilet which is like it's only for experts. <laughs> it's like it's like you really it's, adopted it's, the it's, dog. It's only for people. In it. It's only for people who know exactly where their dick is, which is a really hard thing to do sometimes. So, exactly. Who knows? If you ever come to shit at the Trash Future Studio and you use the second toilet cubicle, you should make sure your skill level is at, is at a high enough grade. Yeah. However, before we continue talking about this nonsense, I'd also like to introduce Sina Rahmani, uh, who's an <laughs> academic and the host of East. A podcast, our guest for the week, Cena. How are you I'm doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that that was the segue you picked. It's very telling of what you think of me. Yes, I think you. Well, I think you're an expert at finding your own dick. You're a shitting expert. <laughs> Those unlike, two things are related. Unlike John Bolton, you know where your own dick is. A tier one <laughs> shitterator. Exactly. He's a tier one shitterator. But. Jumping right the fuck into it. Speaking of John Bolton, did we all know that the Pentagon currently plans to send up to 10,000 troops to the Middle East because they're worried about Iran? Normal. 
as one does all the time when uh, the Iranians apparently have mounted rockets on sailboats. They've got... They've, <laughs> they have a fleet yes. of, mur- of, of murder thous and they're going to fucking kill people with oh, them. Oh, it's going to be sword drones versus sailboats. Oh, Jesus. Hell <laughs> the fuck yes. I knew Final that we Fantasy versus Rome Total War. <laughs> I knew that we were going to have World War Three, but I didn't realize it was going to be so steampunk. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, Iran... Um, Iran has uh, made a bunch of very non-specific threats. It's had to have been held back by six of its biggest friends um, <laughs> from from declaring all-out war. Uh, and so, because it continues to exist, it has the temerity to exist as a regional power that isn't, uh, you know, the United States or any of its like close personal friends. Um, the United States is sending one of its carrier groups uh, to the Persian Gulf, and I have it on good intelligence that it's planned that only two of the carriers will crash into each other and sink. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, Riley, that only happens in the Sea of Japan every month. (laughs) Or, I mean, I always like to point out that when the U.S. sent its most elite team of super killers to go get bin Laden, they crashed a helicopter. One of the helicopters crashed for no reason, facing no opposition. They just crashed it. So, like, I think they were trying to do a sick helicopter trick. We're on route to intercept Os- yeah, one is, Osama yeah, bin Laden. This is Bear Margera, and we're killing Osama yeah. bin Laden. It's yeah. like, you know, on one hand, like, okay, we kill Obama, Osama bin Laden, but... uh <laughs> said we kill Obama? Obama. Yeah, it's, it's my Which bad. Which is definitely what they wanted That's to what do. That's really, yeah. the same they guy, really. Right. They're like, well, what, if, what if we kill Osama bin Laden, but we also ollie this helicopter? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, buzzing the tower for permission to do a sick helicopter kickflip. Uh, I'm taking that as a yes. <laughs> So, Cena, um, all of this is going on. Um, the U.S. is continuing to stumble over its dick as the most clearly incompetent globe-striding uh, military empire ever. Why are they doing this? Why does Iran just keep pissing them off? Well, that's a very good question. Um, sadly, sadly, Iran is a threat to the U.S. But threat to the U.S. is never is not actually the is not actually the full sentence. It's a threat to the U.S. empire. Okay, this is the first thing. This is what you have to understand. Iran, sure, it is a threat. It's a threat to something that exists purely in the brains of American war planners, politicians, and like the pundit class, which is the untrammeled power of American empire to go and do whatever it wants, right? So Iran, with the country being over 80 million, a very large country, a sizable portion of West Asia, uh, has for the last 40 years just simply said no, right? American hegemony has stopped uh, with sort of, with has been checked in a sense by Iran in, in, in purely the literal sense, in the sense that the U.S., has bases everywhere in the region, has bases essentially all over the region, the the Middle East, that is, and that includes the Gulf as well, except for Iran, right? This is, this is this is a big big problem for the U.S. Right, so all of you have probably seen the sort of graphic, like of how could Iran place itself in the middle of our bases, right, with all the sort of pieces. <laughs> like this is, and there is a sort of I, I mean, somebody posted that seriously like a week ago, like some guy was like, oh wow, I found a really for a really telling a really telling map, and he like posted it unironically, not knowing that this was inherently a kind of anti-war kind of meme that was circulating, which is simply says that this. 
this is where we are now, is that the media, in full sort of cooperation with the military-industrial complex, mm. has wholesale fabricated, yet again, another potential lethal crisis for the entire region. And that's what it would be, right? A war, this is not a war with Iran. This would be an invasion of Iran, which, which mm. would immediately trigger a regional war. Right. So the, the language here is really yeah. important. We're talking about the U.S. invading a country, right, which is what it did in Iraq in 2003. It invaded a country and it said and it, it wasn't even like the first Iraq war. Right. The first Iraq war was technically an attack on an ally. Right. So the sort of Casas belly was there. Right. But 2003, we know what the sort of Casas belly or just cause for war was. It was these WMDs. But now, 13, 15 years later, 16 years later, here we are again. And these they, they haven't even bothered to make up this whole weapons of mass destruction thing. All they sort of rely upon is the word threat. Yeah, I was going to say, Colin Powell appeared in, in front of what was it, the UN, like yeah. holding a piece of angel food cake, being like, yo, Saddam's going to kill us with this. And his um, Bristol then, Board presentation convinced the world. <laughs> um, and, and so we're, but as, as the US uh, quote unquote blunders, and actually I want to get into the use of that language a bit later, but as the US continues to like fuck up and trip over its own dick and fall into another like pointless forever war, I've noticed they're not even. They're not. Uh, they're not deploying anything like that. They're just sort of saying, "Well, obviously, we need to go to war with Iran because because it's there." Because did you hear what they said about your mom? Like, you know that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it seems to me that inventing a reason for attacking Iran uh, has not really been that much work compared to other countries in the region. Obviously, the risks are higher because Iran can actually fight back, or at least can fight back in the in, in the sense of if they invaded. But since 1978, it's not been a big challenge to make Americans mad about Iran because of the the sort of like residual outrage over them taking over the U.S. embassy, and then also just the fact that we've constantly framed them as the enemy, you know, with supporting Saddam during the Iran Iraq War, and then. This notion that they're somehow like that the, uh, Iran hypnotized the Iraqis and made them hate us. Uh, that's why they they were killing us during the Iraq War insurgency. The Iranians like, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, the the Iranians actually. It's the the Ayatollah is so the Ayatollah from from the West. I did it myself. I murdered them personally because of my Iranian background. That's that's actually yeah. how it worked in Iraq. People don't know. So the 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 Ayatollah is the is the king Muslim, and so he's actually like all those sects that you hear about. He those gives aren't birth real to every Muslim. Yeah, that's those how aren't it works. real. Yeah. It's actually just whatever the Ayatollah says, apparently. Yeah. Well, and also what people don't realize is right that for for millennia there have been peacefully existing these U.S. military bases in the Middle East, and then at, you know around about 1979 the SJ Dubs got together with the Muslims, <laughs> the kings of the SJ Dubs, and they decided to put together this thing called Iran <laughs> to really annoy America, right? And the, and the Mexican cartels as well. Oh, and them yeah. of course, yeah, and, yeah. You know MS13, all those guys. They got together because they love the SJ Dubs. You know MS13, the transgender lobby. It's all one thing. And um, and then now people are saying, oh. This is going to trigger a huge destabilizing war in the region. Sure it will. But you know who else it'll trigger? The libs. <laughs> you know what's funny is that's not too dissimilar to what Mike Flynn actually believes. Like, he absolutely <laughs> believes, but his his weird conception of the when universe... he's not busy, like, kidnapping Turkish diplomats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, his, the, the weird, his weird conception of the world is that Iran is behind everything bad, except 
they report to the Muslim Brotherhood for some reason. Mm. They, they, Who Mike, report Mike to Flynn, Mossad. <laughs> Mike Flynn believes in like a weird QAnon-style conspiracy, and the top of the pyramid of this conspiracy is an Egyptian nationalist group for some reason that also controls Venezuela. No, they're the pharaohs. It's the pharaohs never went anywhere. They've just been behind the Mike scenes Flynn the whole time. Mike Flynn is the secrets of the pharaohs. <laughs> well, in fact, I'm, in fact the, I've found, um, I think I, I've... I've, this is a while ago. I found the two tweet. I know I try not to do Twitter report, but this is two tweets that I believe are of the world. in the world's happiest man. Uh, this is this is someone who just whose first tweet was time for at real Donald Trump to fuck shit up in Iran and send a message. And his second tweet is could at Dodge please build a full size SUV? That would be amazing. Amazing. This, these are the people that want a war with Iran. It's him. It's the guy who's like who who wants really wants Dodge to make a full size SUV so we can send a message to like you know his his wife's boyfriend yeah. and also John Bolton who also I think wants to send a message to his wife's boyfriend. They think the ultimate message you could send is turning Iran into a Trump golf course. <laughs> Look, folks, right now you can't get a good steak in Iran. It's tragic. Okay, I've been there, folks. It's terrible. You can't get the kind of steak that you can get here. Look, we're gonna be, we're gonna turn it into a golf course. It's gonna be fa- it's gonna be tremendous. Actually. Who wants to play nine holes on sand and have pistachios? No one. It's you know disgusting. That is. <laughs> yeah, you're essentially applying Hobson's theory of imperialism to Trump's mm. desire to go to war in Iran, which which is just to like create a market for um for Trump steaks. Except yeah. no, it wouldn't be well, the creative market. There's finite space for golf courses to protect Trump's. And no, it doesn't really apply to Hobson's theory of imperialism. But it's very funny the idea of selling Trump's takes to but the. But the reason why we're making all this bullshit up is because there's no clear cut reason. Like they want to go to war with Iran because John Bolton is horny for war. Similarly, he's horny for war in Venezuela. But I don't know, Cena, if you've noticed anything different. The new this album time. track, "Horny for War," brackets in Venezuela. <laughs> like if, 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 because because to me it seems like this drum beat. I think you're totally right in that. I think that's I think it's it's half right in in one sense of that. Yes, this is purely like a posters war. Like this is somebody who cocked this up online while having too much Ritalin and like just kind of got invested in the in the thread and just kind of built it up and built it up. Like if there was ever a kind of online war that was kind of triggered by sort of online posting it would be this one but that's that can only go so far because that sort of doesn't that doesn't tell us the whole story because in the case of the islamic republic right the islamic republic it's the cause the reason why we don't have a cause for war is because the simple existence of the co- of the islamic republic is the cause of war right and that's why i sort of said yeah. that it, it, just the existence of the islamic republic is a threat to u.s hegemony simply because it doesn't roll over and more importantly it's not irrelevant Right. It's not an irrelevant little minor country that can be ignored, that can be pushed away. Right. This is one of the oldest. This is one of the oldest sort of, for lack of a better term, civilizations on Earth. This is an extremely old and diverse uh, country and region. Right. This is also a very wealthy region, not just in terms of natural uh, natural energy, like gas and gas and and minerals, but also in terms of human resources. Right. Like there's a lot of people in this tiny chunk of the world and they have a lot of resources from which they've learned to defend themselves. Right. So so we need to talk if we're going to talk about this war. Right. That's what we have to talk about. We have to say we don't say war, say invasion and then say Mm. suicidal invasion, because that's what it would be. 
right? This is the, the sort of the hilarity of all this is that, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s and stuff, you would hear about, oh, these Iranians, they send these children out into the battlefields, they're suicidal, blah, 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 blah. This is the Iran-Iraq war, which is was also an invasion of Iran, also something supported and cooked up mostly in America, right? So this is, we've seen this before. America, via its proxies, has invaded Iran, right? That's without a doubt true. But this, but this war mm. would be different. Why? What's different about this war is that simply the very possibility of war, like the very beginning of the war, would result in the kinds of deaths that America have not seen in generations, right? That, you know, it, it's all well and good to go and bomb a country from afar, right? You can do that. You can do that. You could feel good. It makes some makes for some nice images, right? But the pun and, the, you know, and, and uh, what's his name? Who's the guy who was sort of quoting Leonard... Oh, Geraldo or, Rivera. Or, or Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Uh, who's the guy? It's Geraldo Rivera quoted Leonard Cohen. No, it was Brian, the other one. The other Wait, hang on. Leonard no, no, no. Cohen wanted to invade Iran. It was Brian, whatever. The guy, the one with the daughter who's, I don't, who cares? They're all the same. But they, he was basically quoting, like watching this sort of bombs drop on Syria and, and quoting this kind of like poet. And you're like, what? Are you just this depraved human being? Like these bombs land somewhere and they land on people's bodies. You're sitting here celebrating it. And that sort of, I think that provides you a clue of what this quote-unquote war talk is. This is people who are sitting in American cities and European cities fantasizing about pictures on a screen, right? Damn, it's like no more. So you've gamers. <laughs> yeah, it's a gaming mentality, right? Space clan. It's, it's- <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, I, I did an episode with another podcast a couple of days ago, and one of the points I made was I, I referenced the, if you remember this, the National Weather or the National, uh, I think it was Weather Service report for Hurricane Katrina that used really, really strong language and basically said, like, this is going to cause human suffering on an unimaginable scale. Trying to, I basically tried to use that same sort of comparison and say, if a military invasion of Iran would involve casualties on a scale that the U.S. has not experienced since the worst part of the Vietnam War, and maybe worse than that, when you were seeing 500 five to 1,000 people dying yeah, per like week. Five days, yeah. yeah. And also something that I think that people don't bear in mind is that, like, I mean, I was in high school when the Iraq War started. The initial invasion of the Iraq War wasn't fucking seamless. Like, lots of people died, and that was, like, it was, and that was a much more lopsided situation. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the Iraqi officers were quite ready to surrender after a while because they were like, fuck this shit. Whereas I think the Iranian Revolutionary Guard are a lot more, like, intent on defending Iran. Yeah, and they multiple yeah. bites of the apple, right? Like the point of the Iran-Iraq war beginning in 1980 wasn't just to wasn't just to destabilize the revolution, right? It was that was a bonus, sure, but one of the side effects was okay, you can just degrade Iraq. Iraq was one of the richest, most forward most advanced Arab countries at the time, right? Beginning yeah. in 1980, it was bled like a pig. Right? It was just bled out until 2003 where they came in and did the final blow. Right. I mean, this is this is the story of American empire in the region. And the fact that they're even proposing it for Iran just tells you how delusional these people are. Like like in their minds. Right. Like in the minds of these psychos, they're debating, like, is it wrong to do this? They're not debating whether it's a poor strategy. Right. Like they're not debating that. Mm. They're debating whether it's wrong. 
right? Like, is this wrong? They haven't really, like, they're not, like, this is, these are people who are fundamentally against their own interests as imperial sort of technocrats. Like, you are doing a bad job of putting forward the interest of your empire by proposing what would essentially be a suicidal well, yeah, I mean, try, try, try. You, you, what happened in Iraq went south really quickly, and that was much more favorable circumstances to the United States. Here's a situation in which you have a country that's far better prepared to defend itself, has recently developed an enormous amount of capacity to defend itself because of the, of the war in Syria, and also, and also just like its own internal preparations, also is four times the size of Iraq, much worse terrain for fighting in, uh, also really, really fucking hates invaders. And it's like, oh, this is going to go great. I'm sure Tom Cotton's going to have a have a gay old time. And one thing uh, I've that- seen lib Iranians online turn into nationalists because of this. Well, yeah, that was a point I wanted to raise too. Is that I've seen this too? Is that like you know there's plenty of reason for people to complain about their government in, in, in Iran and any other country, but Iranians who hate their government doesn't matter. The minute you're like, oh, you don't like your government, we're going to replace your government with some fucking people we install when we invade. Good luck with that shit. We're going to replace your government with some people who like birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I think you, you said it exactly right. Like this is this it's the, the the belief. Right. I mean, the root of this is 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 racism and the arrogance that goes with it. The racism is yeah. we're superior. Right. Always. Yeah. Right. That's never that's never in doubt. Right. We are superior by we. You can dress it up and say, oh, our military forces, our armed forces, blah, 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 our intelligence. We have this. We have that. But really underneath that is we, our system, our country, our empire. We are more powerful. Now, the question is, says the egghead, how will we manage this country? How will we govern? Why don't you ask the Israelis how well it's going for them in Gaza? Right, we're talking about two million people in this tiny prison, and they can, and they're terrified of it. Right, I mean, this is the reality. When they have very sharp rock, <laughs> rope tied to fence. He rope t- rock at my penis. Rope tied to fence. Yeah, rope tied to fence is so <laughs> the good. The ultimate weapon. <laughs> the ultimate weapon. Oh man, the Iranian government are gonna gonna tie so many ropes to fences when we Jesus. invade. They're gonna they're fuck really, us up. <laughs> Iran defends itself with nothing but arson kites, just launching them into the stratosphere. 800 million arson kites. They get Afghan reinforcements. Hezbollah has arson kites. Yeah. I was going to say, the Afghans are good as fuck at flying kites, too, so I'm yeah. sure they could get some, they could they could recruit some paramilitaries. Uh, sir, I'm sorry to report that our, uh, our sword drones have been entirely neutralized by the Iranian fleet of arson kites. So, a, a serious question here. That, that was a good one. That was a good American yeah. accent. A, Thank a, you. A, ser- a serious question here. Um, if this is so obviously a boondoggle that's going to go horribly and cause unimaginable suffering for uh, Americans, Iranians, and everyone in between and around them, what is the imperial point of what this is supposed to achieve? Like, what do they imagine this will do? Gets your dick hard. Well, there's I mean, there, there's that. that. I mean, there's that. That's like the red meat base of it, sure. I think that's there's an easy explanation on that front that's, you know, it's always good. And America is this bloodthirsty country and loves war, right? On TV, anyways. But I think there is I think we live in a moment where the contradictions of late capitalism are accelerating and they're now beginning the the interests are beginning to fight over the sort of dwindling pie and what I mean by that is like that's in that's visible in Yemen right Yemen is this desperate attempt to make these people heal right these Yemeni people to just heal to Saudi interests because of their resources right and look what that's gotten them right they can't even make it 20 miles inland 
right? Like the Yemen war is just a bombing campaign supported by mercenaries that is supported by the Yemen war. You mean, it's like what Baudrillard said about the Iraq war. He said it did not take place. The Yemen war is not taking place. It's a bombing campaign that's being fought on American television. So can you just, can you quickly, because this is one of my favorite essays, but uh, could you quickly explain what Baudrillard was arguing in the essay about the, how the Iraq war didn't actually occur? You're really going to make me do this? No, we're talking about brown people things. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> well, the Baudrillard thing is in the sense that the his his famous thing is simula and simulacrum, right? Is that the late capital? He wouldn't use the term late capitalist, but kind of the hyper. This is this is Baudrillard writing the wake of um, uh, the Situationists, right? Like representation is these were the original posters, okay? Like Baudrillard, <laughs> guys who had all irony, like it was all just like they had like a digital post ready before it was like invented, right? And so for for Baudrillard, and this is and this is going. Going back to my undergrad, so I'm no, I'm not the person to ask on this, but you know, essentially, for someone like Baudrillard, they see the Iraq War and the claim that he makes is that you know this is something that's take place that's mediatic, right? This is something that you saw the cameras, you saw the infrared videos leaving a plane, and then it just landed on a house, and boom, right? This is where it came. It came from such rhetoric as precision guided missiles, laser guided missiles, right? These are this is the language of neo like neoliberal sort of permanent war that says. Yeah, war is bad, right? Like there's lots of movies that say war is hell and you've seen them, right? Like we the same media company mm. that is profiting off of this is also sells you the deer hunter, right? Like, like the same mm. companies are doing yeah. this and they say, "Well, this is like I've seen Paris Hilton's sex right? tape." Exactly. <laughs> like the, talk, the it's sure. the horror, the horror, right? Like that that imagination of war is something that's doled out that's sold and the Iran war is part of it. And I think that the contradictions of our moments are accelerating what would be a suicidal plan into the media and i think it's done for the benefit of the people who pay john bolton's you know speaking fees when he goes and speaks to the mek the thing i would say too is it feels like it's a it's a different kind of permutation of the same kind of fascist conundrum where the inability to reconcile your enemy's strength with your this idea that you have to be stronger and they have to be weaker that if you think of this country as inherently backwards and totalitarian and 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 ripe for the taking i suppose but then y- you you also have to hype them up to be this venal enemy that is such a threat to the world and it's like it seems like the u.s is categorically unable to assess iran for what it is because it has to both be the country that we could totally kick their ass and also the supervillain that's threatening world peace somehow well supervillain a supervillain is necessary to keep that story going um, and, and i was gonna say like the do you remember that do you remember that comic strip where like the joker started working for Khomeini? yes yeah. <laughs> exactly. one of my favorite exactly but it was like us, a perfect encapsulation. I mean, of that. that's the thing. They look at us as pure anarchy. But one thing I wanted to point out is that because of we're talking about the sort of imaginary creation of Iran as this villain, uh, you know, against all odds and against all factual representation, uh, Riley found an article by Brett Stevens. I that, love him. That it, it, it gets really get, get, gets really <laughs> mad yeah. at Iran, but it gets really mad at Iran about imaginary bullshit. You no. Know, uh, 
uh, here's the here's it's the like, weird thing. It's basically that like drill tweet about like getting angry about a situation you make you, up and you're entirely in your head. yeah ruining your yeah. evening by imagining a restaurant that discriminates against you for wearing brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, this is that. Well, look, Brett Stevens has ruined many of his own evenings. Um, <laughs> Stat Bravens. Yes, and so we're we're here to hear about him. Um, and he's written an article: a deal for Iran, normalization for normalization. Hey, I got a deal for you, pal. Oh, Old school. I'm gonna normalize your Kill mother. So, so here's the thing. The first paragraph is almost kind of reasonable. What is normalization? From the U.S. side, it would mean the immediate suspension of every economic and diplomatic sanction imposed by this or previous administrations. Fine. It would mean an American embassy in Tehran and an Iranian one in Washington. Fine. This seems reasonable. It would mean direct flights between Iranian and American cities. It would mean two-way trade, direct investment, and the end of secondary sanctions that punish non-U.S. companies for doing business in Iran. It would mean tens of thousands of Iranian students once again enrolled in U.S. universities and tens of thousands of American tourists once again exploring the grand bazaars of Iranian the cities. The Greek scented harems of Iran. <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky us. We get to have some ro- rubes from America come. Wow. Yeah, you you oh, also yeah. get you get the, to rip off some guys in Under Armour shorts. <laughs> you also get the basic treatment that every other country gets. Yeah, right. Cool. Wow. That's fun. You get a membership card. Yeah. You get Starbucks and everything. You get stickers. Uh, they're even willing to send you some Trump steaks. It'd be Amazing. great. Um, so this is basically what Stevens describes as normalization for Iran, which is quite uh, from the U.S. for Iran, rather, which seems quite literally to be normalization. All of the insane shit that the U.S. has subjected Iran to over the last sort of 40 years or so, they'd be willing to stop doing the crazy shit. And also they'd be willing to send some easily tricked uh, jet ski rental owner, jet ski rental shop owners to go get like, you know, um, pay $20 to have a picture taken. That all seems fine and quite regular. But this is a Brett Stevens article, so it does not stay normal for long. <laughs> I mean, I got to say that Damn. opening is really bad. What is normalization? I mean, this guy is a high school principal. Like, come on, buddy. Yes. Like, this is just yeah. the laziest prose well, you've ever seen. Webster's defines normalization like, as... <laughs> oh, my God. He I lost something. my friend Adam Curtis. <laughs> so... So he says, and normal... Now, this is what normalization for Iran means. Iran needs to become a normal country. <laughs> a normal country with the world's fourth prov- largest proven oil reserves is one that wouldn't need to embark on mass- multiple underground programs to enrich uranium and pl- produce plutonium. You know, unless exploiting massive underground oil reserves was cooking the planet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is, this I mean, is once again just a simple denial, right? So what's he relating? He's saying that why are they, if they were a normal country, why would they make nuclear weapons? Why would they enrich uranium? But of course, this never gets asked, why did any other country do it, you stupid fuck? Like, because it's almost as though there's a gig- if there's if there's a gigantic imperial power that's going to invade you because like they don't like the cut of your jib or the cut of your hair or whatever. I don't know. Seems like a good idea to have. The U.S. is going to invade Iran for um, because they weren't environmentally friendly enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just care a lot about the environment and keeping keeping the planet clean. <laughs> um, it, uh, for, Brett Stevens goes further. It wouldn't engage in extensive experimental work to figure out how to detonate a fissile nuclear core. So basically the same thing as before. And it wouldn't retrain an illicit network to circumvent Western restrictions on the sale of dual-use technologies for its missile he program. Things Again. The, same, the same three sentences. He's just taking up space. This is the laziest. Yeah. This is just... 
Oh yeah, Brett, look, Brett, one of the one of Brett Stevens' favorite things to do is to really pad out his word count, play with his margins, try to get a little extra spacing in there. Because I mean, he's he's Harry Weiss, his editor. Turn, yeah. turn, turn it, turn in, and it's actually just a JPEG, but he's relabeled it as a docx file. He's sent <laughs> to his professor and be like, "Oh, it was corrupted. I, I yeah. have to turn it in the after fourth, the weekend." The fourth thing, the fourth thing that they would have to do would be to screw Flanders. Uh, <laughs> that's a very important point. Also, a main, crucial point here. Like, I, I think uh, all of everyone that's not American has been pretty pretty open about the fact that like weapons inspectors and stuff in Iran have like they've been pretty good faith about it uh like as far as i understand like the international atomic energy agency like wasn't particularly bothered by it they they thought iran was being straightforward but uh the u.s on the other hand is constantly you know trying to whip up this 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 fury that they must have a secret program and it's like on one hand it looks like they definitely don't on the other hand if they did one has only to look at Libya versus North Korea to be like, hmm, maybe having North nuclear weapons is a good idea if you are the enemy of America. It's apparently. impossible for yeah. them to even ex- to even imagine somebody defending themselves and doing something to defend it. Because I think it has to do with the fact that in American media, you just you say ridiculous things, but nobody ever calls you for it. And then, you know, kind of, it doesn't really matter what you say. Whereas, you know, in Iran... You know, like people take people take the defense of their country seriously, and it's something that matters to the people who run the country. So they're not going to just lie back and wait for you to come and invade their country. Like, like it's it's amazing how these people like it's like they're saying, "Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself?" And when they punch you in the face, they say, "Why are you punching me?" You know, this is this is America. Like we're Iranians have for some reason triggered America into exposing its own just blatant idiocy and its inability to kind of articulate its own needs. Right. Like this is a toddler stomping on the wall like this this article. Right. Like this is. The- but we we all know the reason why the U.S. fears to invade North Korea. And it's because they've seen the pictures of the North Korean goo factories and they, <laughs> and they fear the sheer quantities of goo that North Korea can produce at a moment's notice. They're like, I don't know exactly what the what the military use of that goo is, but they can produce fearsome quantities of it. And, <laughs> At a seemingly infinite pace. I mean, you know, we we don't know what they'd do if we invaded them. They could goo us up. <laughs> so uh, that's that's just that's just <laughs> Brett Stevens' first. <laughs> Nate just got a picture of the North Korean goo factory. It's like the idea of a normal country. It's like, can you say the racism louder? Like, who just said you're the normal one? You pencil-necked fuck. Like, you live in this apartheid state built on slavery and Jim Crow and empire and like the destruction of an entire continent. And you're telling us the country that has been around much, much longer that we're the abnormal ones. I mean, this, I mean, it's the- Having a normal one. Exactly, like it's the media class that does this. All I can say is that, you know, would would Iran be intellectually capable enough to produce a series such as The Big Bang Theory? I don't think so. (laughs) Also, Also, the other problem is that actually... Um, the Houthis in Hezbollah very infrequently engage in rational debate and actually resort to name calling and worse. They're not smart and enlightened. Okay, Persian civilization was so enlightened. Why haven't they produced Jordan Peterson? Okay, <laughs> show me the show me the Persian Ferdosi. That's what I say. <laughs> so uh here show but- me the iranian joe rogan experience <laughs> hey that's me yeah. that's me <laughs> so here are some other other uh, uh brett stevens's uh very normal prescriptions for a regular country a normal country wouldn't seek to murder a via a mexican drug cartel the saudi ambassador at a washington dc restaurant 
That doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, where is he getting this from? Uh, like, like okay. I know there's like a conspiracy theory about it, but like the idea that a columnist in the New York Times is like, oh, my grandpa forwarded me this email that said that Iran <laughs> did this, so that's why I need to I need to complain about it. Yeah. Like, but let's say they even well, did, right? Let's say they let's say this is true. Do you really like? Are you a big boy, Mister Brett? Do you read? Do you know what countries do? Like, do you even understand what politics is? Like, this is normal. Like, they like Steven Spielberg literally made a film about this and made money like doing it, right? Like, like they don't they don't see that this is what states do. Like, for instance, there was a like like if a state does something quote unquote illegal, right? Like, you have to say, oh, that clearly makes it a fake state, and then you have to say, wait, I'm in the U.S. The U.S. Like, oh, this is the country that murdered Fred Hampton in his sleep, right? Like, with like... This, the U.S., which passed a law that says that if anyone from our our politics gets charged in The Hague, we'll invade the Netherlands. Like, like they flat out fucking passed a law for that in 2002. It's projection. It's, it's but, the criminals saying, no, you're the illegals. The, the, uh, the other thing here is that... Um, is it, it appears as though Brett Stevens is actually reproducing, in part at least, the plot of a Steven Seagal book as part of his yes. um, his article about how oh, Iran no. has to get regular. Is it like the Way of the Shadow yes, Wolves or yes, whatever? That's oh, the, that's amazing. Yes yes, 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 yes. Let's go. Let's fucking go, Brett. All right, come on, Brett Stevens, unleash the demon. So, Wrestling announcer voice, normal. So yes, a normal country wouldn't do this thing that Steven Seagal made up. Um, uh, so this, but this is this so Brad Stevens in a chair fighting off the whole Iranian <laughs> army by like slapping them on the back of the neck. Yeah. So essentially, what 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 happened was the Saudi ambassador was killed in D.C. By someone who I believe was Iranian, and then a whole story emerged around it. Um, there's the guy who did it had a history of mental illness and so on and so forth uh, but they were like no it was the car it was MS-13 and Iran and the boogeyman and my stepfather wait. Ron so the guy wait, <laughs> my wife's so boyfriend what? Venezuela so the guy who killed him was already Iranian so they could have literally <laughs> just been like oh the Iranian guy who was under the control of the Iranians who had him killed but they're like no we're gonna have to like add in this whole Mexican drug cartel element just because we hate the Look, Mexicans as from, well we want to get the Mexicans in there we've, somehow we've learned from game like the mid seasons of Game of Thrones that you need to kind of you know mash things up if you're gonna exactly. expand the series introduce some sort of like multiverse mm. um you know, and this is the best thing. Yeah, this is Brett Stevens' brain. It's basically just like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'd say for for context, um, I'm just grabbing some quotes about this. This is from the Brookings Institution, one of the most bloodthirsty think tanks. A famously in, left wing. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like a centrist, <laughs> but they kind lo- of, they, they but love they to love, very responsibly they love, they, claim they love the U.S. defense establishment, but yeah. like they're not the Cato Institution, no, or, or the Cato but Institute, the Brook- or, the, or the what's it called? Um, like fucking Harry. Or something like that. But the, the Brookings Institution is a big fan of standing up and responsibly declaring that it's time for action and we all have to unite and foreign policy stops at the water's edge. They are, they're progressive in the sense that they want equal More gender women representation yeah. on bomber crews, <laughs> but they're not particularly anti-war. Yeah. So Hire more women drones. So they're, what, they, what they said was uh, this plot does not fit any usual patterns of Iran's involvement with any kind of these kinds of activities and it seems quite credible to me that, it, that, that maybe it 
could be rogue elements, but I don't think the Iranian military would ever tolerate this kind of dissent. So basically, even the, anyone who knows about this, even from the U.S. foreign policy establishment, famously people who love to overinterpret things, were like, no, I don't, I don't think so. So this basically, what you're saying like is Brett Stevens it. has just reproduced Iranian Seth Rich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Iranian, Iranian Seth Rich. So here, here's another one of his prescriptions. Well, the reason why we have to invade Iran is because Iran is an Aries, and like we're just not going to get on with them. Like we're a Virgo. Like it's just not gonna, it's not gonna work. Like there's no room in this town for the both of us, Iran. Okay. You're coming over here with your like. You're not far off because think about just simply the refusal of Iran to engage American bullshit. Right. That's that's what's terrifying. It's like like you know the episode of Simpsons like just don't look. Like, just don't look like the way to, to, to deal with bad advertising is just not to look at it. I mean, that's kind of how the Islamic Republic has been dealing with America for 40 years. Now, the problem is America is the kind of obsessive ex that keeps coming into your life. So th- this ties to one of Brett Stevens kind of bullshit claims about uh, the Syrian civil war. But I think uh, specifically with the U.S. invasion of Iraq, which is that. One of the, the 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 things that I saw getting kicked around years ago when I was in the military about why the U.S. should oppose Iran, why Iran was the enemy, was that oh well they trained Shia militias in in Iraq and they killed American soldiers. Um, but it's sort of like that always ignores the fact that the U.S. was occupying Iraq and in many cases the people that they were fighting against were had been aggressed both by the initial invasion and then by the government that the U.S. installed. And so it's like, well, on one one hand, maybe some of these people did get trained in Iran. Maybe some of these people, you know, ha- had links to Iran and got tr- you know, got supplied that way. But the idea that Iran was making Iraqis hate us is just so absurd. And like, it requires this bizarre view that like, we're perfect and we can't go wrong. And if things don't go the way we plan, it must be because someone is specifically trying to fuck our plans up, as opposed to the idea that like, Iraq didn't need Iran's help. Iraq didn't need Iran's help to hate us. Iran has been talking shit about America behind our backs for far too long. They've been saying the Iraqis that, like, we're not even hot, that, like, the shoes we had on were, like, not even real Laboudans, and, like, they're making the Iraqis hate us. And, like, you know what? I'm coming back to school this year. It's high school, right? Okay? It's happening. Iran, you are over, right? This is a bitch war you cannot win. Mean empires. (laughs) But but, but continuing on, I mean, I, I bring that up because the next Brett Stevens point is to claim that he says that a normal country would not furnish military, financial, and logistical support for serious Bashar al-Assad, who seems to have resumed using chemical weapons against his another enemies. Lie. Another but, lie, yeah. Just another lie. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where if it wasn't the Syrian civil war, it would be the, effectively the civil war in Iraq when there was basically internecine warfare between the Shia and Sunni in the mid-2000s. Like, if it wasn't that, like, it would have been what, Hezbollah too. They can make up any excuse. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what they say. Their end yeah. goal is all the same. It's all, but here's the difference though, is that the reality is, and I think this is where the left needs to sort of focus on. The reality is Iranians, like the Iran, like the Islamic Republic doesn't care like what the U.S. says or like the Iran Islamic Republic doesn't read the New York Times every day caring what the U.S. thinks or does. I just love this idea of of like of of, of like Ali Khamenei like reading the Brett Stevens like oh man yeah. what do I need to do to get back in his good graces <laughs> and that's how they think that's how these people think they think that their own positions of elite sort of elite sort of like power give them some kind of forget that it gives them like some kind of insight which it doesn't but it gives them some kind of relevance like 
Brett Stevens, Brett Stevens, nobody gives a shit about you. Nobody gives a shit about your life. My analogy with Brett Stevens is that essentially, I think, in terms of him providing foreign policy advice to Iran somehow, is quite a bit like um, like the Change UK split from the Labour Party and how they kept just fucking up constantly. It's that if you, are, if you come from that coddled of a background where you essentially think that everything is yours for the asking, so like to the Change UK guys, don't understand that, oh, you actually have to register candidates in time and Chakramana, you're not just so talented that you can mock up a graphic design, a, a logo for your party in the hours before you have to submit for the elections like they think these things just happen and brett stevens might quite similarly is so used to just people deferring to him that he will write an article quite trying trying to scold iran for stuff that either was made up or that the u.s just does all the time anyway so cena i'm, I'm going to go through the, the couple other things in his list so we we stay on time for this episode because they're ridiculous but it ends on such an amazing note such a such a brain genius fucking universe thinker note that uh i i want to get to the end of this so just 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 bear this in mind so he says that um, we wouldn't be providing proxies in Yemen, or Iran wouldn't be providing, providing its proxies in Yemen with ballistic missiles, especially now those proxies are firing missiles at Mecca, as opposed to the Saudis, who are, we are providing lots of fucking missiles and, and no, training we're just and helping soldiers. a friend. We're yeah. just helping oh, a yeah. friend, actually. He, he, say, he, says, he says Iran wouldn't be a principal sponsor for militias and terrorist groups throughout the Middle East. As opposed no, to the yeah, United the States. US, no, the U.S. has never done that. They just, no, the U.S. is just is always getting betrayed by fake friends. They, like, a, a malicious comes up and is like, hey, we're modern, we're cool, we have an app. And then the U.S. is like, have a million dollars. I and gotta then it say, turns one out thing that's amazing, yeah. in the early days of the Syrian civil war, I literally saw a, a photo of a guy firing, like, an old Russian mortar tube, and he was using an iPad to figure out the elevation of the tube. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> he had an a app I want to download. He had a fucking app on his on his iPad to determine like whatever like the angle was so he could like get his mortar tube placed the right Clippy way. Clippy comes up. It looks like you're trying to fire a mortar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, ne- the next one he says he says it, it, it Iran wouldn't c- constantly avow and seek a con- considerable cost to itself the destruction of another state with which it has neither a, a historical n- uh, nor yes. territorial conflict. Can we just conflict. have a round of applause Red for Stevens. that paragraph? Red Stevens it's everybody. Just, it's like, here's the thing uh, right? It, it's like uh how do I keep stepping on these rakes? <laughs> what gets me about if it is, Iran like, doesn't want me to go to war with it, sealed. it shouldn't avow and seek a considerable cost to itself the destruction of another state with which it has neither a historical nor territorial conflict. <laughs> if it just stopped doing that, I wouldn't do that with it. But also, I mean, it's just like, without even getting into the details, because admittedly, I don't really know a lot of them. It's like, there's one country in the Middle East that flew fucking fighter sorties into another country to bomb its nuclear reactor before it could start. That was Israel bombing the Iraqis in 1981. And they've threatened to do the same thing in Iran. The thing that stopped them, they, they can't do it. Because for one, the Iraqis won't let them fly over their airspace. But for another, because they get their ass shot the fuck down. And I think they know that. And I think if they wanted to convince themselves that wasn't true, getting their asses handed to them in South Lebanon in 2006 might have made the point a little bit more clear. We tried to fly through Iran, but they have too many kites. That's <laughs> <laughs> the thing, right? I mean, like their reliance upon American, like hard, expensive American hardware, big booming steel, like, like it's all just like, this is every romantic movie. Like, like these people never watched leftist movies. Like they never watched like like little guerrilla fighter Born. movies that showed them that oh. these big investments in in military hardware they're not going to help you. They, they never watched Red Dawn. <laughs> they <laughs> need to fucking watch Red no, Dawn. Then they never, see. They never watched um, Animal House. 
Minus all the problematic bits. They never <laughs> they never saw the snooty house get repeatedly owned by their own. Iran by their own are just sitting around in togas and you know, <laughs> the, the Israelis, they're like the square house. They're sitting all the tests and they're going like, oh, the Iranians have a low grade point average. And they're all like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. They never understood the snobs v. slobs comedy. And remember that exactly. Iran spends a fraction, a fraction of what the rest of the region spends on arms, right? Like part of the like, like a part of the reality, part of the, say, for instance, like after that, like when, when America and Iran split in 79, like Iran couldn't get parts. They, the Shah, the Shah, by the way, was a huge purchaser of American hardware, American, UK, French military hardware. He was one of the biggest clients, military clients, right? Sound familiar? To- I wonder why we liked him so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Who is that like? Saudi Arabia? What? No. But then after 1980, <laughs> when there was no, when the relations broke off, they couldn't get any parts. And so they had to cannibalize some of their parts for the F-14s because they went big on the F-14s. But what else did it train them? It trained them not to rely upon expensive planes. So look, we've, we've no, Brett Stevens has told us what Iran can do to finally get, get regular, to finally be normal. <laughs> Um, it's take laxatives. Yeah, it's just like right. just like give up the books, give up the yeah, give up the ambition. Put on like a baseball. What is it like? Fucking like be- baseball jacket. I'm trying to do a bit about how like stick in on American, the Joe Rogan experience. American yeah. high school. Yeah, just go. Just yeah. be regular. Be normal. Just just be confident. Uh, just- Iran's like the nerdy girl who then turns out to be the hot girl, but, <laughs> no, one, but no one noticed because she was wearing glasses. So she's, like, yeah, so she's like the ha- and, and halfway <laughs> of the take Middle East. Yeah. Take off that ugly hijab, girl. Let me see. <laughs> and then you can be the belle of the prom. <laughs> Whoa, put on so, these Daisy Dukes so, and suddenly. So, 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 so. Um, in short, under a terms of a normalization for normalization deal, which I think as we've gone through, as Stevens proposes it, the U.S. would basically stop declaring economic and political war yeah. on Iran, and then Iran would just have to, you know, stop doing a bunch of imaginary things, stop holding Santa Claus hostage every year, um, <laughs> stop allying with the monsters in every American child's closet, and then yeah. maybe it could finally be normal again. Iran <laughs> could funding the people who are texting my wife. <laughs> <laughs> stop paying his. Phone plan. Yeah, <laughs> Iran could relieve itself of all U.S. pressure by permanently abandoning its nuclear ambitions, its human rights outrages. <laughs> That's pretty outrageous coming from Stevens. So fun, and its reckless international behavior. That's not a big ask. It would be unlikely, however, it would be unlikely, however, to win over Iran's leaders because the regime's objections to the United States don't date to 1953 and the U.S. connivance in the ouster of Prime Minister Mohammad Mossadegh uh, of Iran. Uh, They date to 1776 and the birth of political liberalism, the enemy of all theocratic and virtue-centric politics. Damn. It's because the Iranians love tea so much. The the Boston Tea Party, nothing pissed off the Iranians more. And that they were like, that is a waste of tea. <laughs> can, you play, can you play Hulk Hogan's theme song when you read that for me? Like, I am a real American. <laughs> also, I like that he he sneaks in a dig at the SJ Dubs at the end, which is like <laughs> you messing with my Islamic Republic, brother. I mean, this is this is probably what him and like fucking Barry Weiss are afraid of when they have like lunch mm. at the NY Times like alone, which may or may not actually be a real thing, according to people that I may or may not know. Just <laughs> certain, un- to, certain that's unnamed sources. That, that's up to your imagination. Certain unnamed sources that, that the NY Times yeah, suggest that yeah. these that's are not widely liked people. That's up to your imagination whether they... German crooner yeah. Barry Weiss. Um, <laughs> but like, they, is, is this like the fucking fear that they have that like the SJWs are just like developing one giant nuclear weapon? <laughs> um, like, one giant like, nuclear agenda. Your virtue signaling is going too far. Next thing you know, you're going to take over the US Embassy <laughs> at or, Oberlin College. Or like, or like this idea that like... Or like this idea you that... You got the joke. You're, you're American too, or... 
Yeah. Or you live in the U.S. You obviously, get the fucking joke. The rest of these assholes, fucking ingrates, they don't get my jokes. It's Obvi- pronounced English. Obvious idea that, like, the Iranian... The Iranian... The Iranians are going to like fly in all the SJWs uh, yeah. and the Mexican to, cartels to, uh, yeah. to, to Tehran for a big, <laughs> to, to a big conference. Well, it, to be in the Mexican cartels, you have to be trans. No, it is. That's how it's, it works. I, it's the IGRC, um, MS-13, the Australian labor campaigning group GetUp, Momentum, yeah. and then like the o- Oberlin College LGBT inclusion group are going to get together to take down America. And Brett Stevens is trying to recommend a little Mike, bit of a way to stop Mike it. Mike Flynn literally believes this. <laughs> when he's not busy kidnapping Turkish diplomats. There's, a very, telling, there's yeah. a very telling sort of thing going on here. We'd be like, uh, the regime's objection. First of all, you call it regime, right? Like, therefore, it's not a state. It's not a nation state. It's not a government. You call it a regime, right? The same thing they do in Syria. So there's that. The regime's objections to the United States don't date to 1953 and U.S. connivance, not a coup, right, in the ouster of Mohammed Mossadegh as prime minister of Iran. Why do you need to say Iran? You can just say prime minister. Why don't these people get edited? What's, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sorry. And then in parentheticals, it says a coup the clerics supported at the time. Okay, so you guys aren't on Iran Twitter 24-7. So this is the newest talking point in what I call Regime Change Inc. So part of the violence of being Iranian, kind of hyphenated Iranian in the West, is the fact that there are literally, and I'm not joking, guys, literally thousands of professional revolutionaries working with suits and ties in D.C. and all over sort of London. There's probably in London. There's probably Canadian. There's definitely a Canadian version. I know it, actually. And these people work and they're they're literally professional neoliberal revolutionaries. Right. Their goal is to call for regime change, regime change. Some of them are monarchists. Some of them are part of a leftist faction called the Mujahideen Khalq, the People's Mujahideen. That's a different story. M.E.K. Good old M.E.K. Yeah, I've heard about them. And, and Howard Dean pay, getting fucking payouts from them. Bolton, Giuliani, Gingrich, all of these guys get paid by the M.E.K. through the Gulf countries, might I? Like, no one knows where the M.E.K. gets hosted. The M.E.K., you should know, joined with Saddam in the 80s to fight Iran in the national... So that tells you how much support that they have. So it would be like, it would be like you know, um, the French government going to, like, the, the Red Army fraction, like the RAF, and being like, we support these guys, and giving them suits and making conferences for them and then making entire TV channels for them because that's part of it too is that they they can't actually win the war like the sort of regime change war with Iran the way that they could so many times right like a coup is only the final attempt right like the coup is the last straw and if that doesn't work then you have to have an invasion and whatever right so all these different attempts over 40 years supporting Iraq like supporting the sort of isolation of Iran all kinds of attempts subversion blah 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 blah, right supporting any kind of so-called political protest in Iran all of these things as a result make it in it makes it totally unable for you to sort of work out any real problems that you might have with the Islamic Republic right like except seen it seen it seen it seen it seen it you're clearly missing the point which is that they hate freedom Brett Stevens said it. He said it that they hate freedom, and I think who would who would have been in charge at that point? Not not the Seleucids. That was way earlier. Um, 
But you know, it's, it's, uh, the, whoever was in charge of Iran, <laughs> the direct and the t- descendants of King Ptolemy, <laughs> hate freedom. It's like it's like they don't. I mean, that's why it's important. Like, use the phrase Islamic Republic. Like, use because it really is an attempt. And and when people will laugh at me. I'm gonna get so much fucking scorn for this. You're gonna have like if I'm I'm not that important, so they won't come to you. But like, since you guys have a do sizable audience, you're gonna have people like. Like, you know, shitting on this episode saying, oh, he's a regime apologist. Like, I haven't been back to Iran since I was 11 months old. And that's directly the fault of the U.S. Like, my life has been fucked with by the U.S., by jackasses like Brett Stevens. Like, my family has been ripped out of Iran. Like, like that kind of natural kind of progression of a life, right, of like a people, a nationality, whatever you want to call it, right? We have not been able to have a kind of relatively peaceful post-revolutionary life, except, you know, except in this because simply because there are literally a billion dollar industry dedicated to regime change. What if Kareem Khan in 1776, I, I looked it up. What if Kareem Khan was just really pissed? <laughs> 76, it's all just their dumb little yeah. liberal empire. Nobody cares about Yeah, and they hate He knew. Shit. Yeah, he was mad about George Washington's fly ass wooden teeth. He, he, <laughs> knew he was that, jealous he knew, as hell. He knew that this country was so intellectually powerful that it would create. It would create what would eventually become the seminal series Seinfeld. <laughs> and, and Iran would never be able to produce anything as intellectually rigorous as Seinfeld. And. And. I think I think with with that finally concluded with I think we fu- we've gone to the bottom of it. It's that Kareem Khan in 19 in 1776 knew that America was setting itself on the path where eventually Jerry Seinfeld would have to wear a puffy shirt and that they knew that the society they were building would never be able to compete. And so really they're actually just jealous. <laughs> However, you don't understand. In 300 years time, there will be a scene in which he gets the number plates, but they are not the number plates he expects. They say ass man, and he must find out who the ass man is. We will never create something like this. And so, and so I, I think that's probably as good a time as any to, uh, to wrap it. Uh, Sina, thank you very much for coming thank on. Thank you for hosting me. Let me, let me just, I want to add one more thing is that part of the, like, yes, to, to finish my last thought, the part of the impossibility of like people like me in this position is that you end up being the ideas you're labeled quote unquote, or as a slur supporter of the government. I'm going to tell you right now, I support the Islamic Republic in the sense that I support the American government and the Canadian government insofar as no, there doesn't need to be a sort of destructive national war to overthrow it. Unless it's for everyone, right? Unless we're going to overthrow all the regimes, then we can't throw overthrow any of the regimes. And this is like, and and you have to have us. And this is simply the problem of making Iran a normal country. It has been a normal country. It's just the reaction to um, Iran and its ability to basically have an independence struggle. That's the abnormal thing, and that's what's like brought us here. And and you know, I'm not. I. It's weird for me to sit here and defend a state. You know, because it's not like I'm defending a state. A state is, by definition, a violent entity, right? Like, that's what the state does. It's violent. But, like, the thought of, like, you know, birth defects that are affecting Fallujah, like, the thought of that happening in Iran, like, the thought of my cousins being blown to bits, like, these are things that just get your brain, like, it just gets you, like, activated. And they've only shot themselves in the foot by doing it like this. Like, if you really, I mean, it just shows that they're desperate. They're desperate for anything. They they have these coitrie of natives that they can't get it done. They have a media class that works full time to alienate Iran and make it a vicious beast, and it doesn't work. So they're just going to try to make up a false flag 
attack. But after Iraq, is anyone going to believe them? Like after everything they've done, like they've only sort of they've only sort of proven how feckless the American empire is. And the fact that they can't even knock over one measly Iran is just proof that all that military hardware, what good was it for? Well, look, here's the thing. At least 50% of those carriers are probably going to get pretty close to Iran. Yeah, right. But, but it, 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 it is <laughs> look, time. Look, this whole Iranian thing, I'm pretty sure George Costanza is actually dating a girl who has 10 aircraft carriers. So he's <laughs> going he's gonna to sort us all out. It, I it, broke up with her. <laughs> it is, it, but it, it, it is time for us to roll. So uh, you can find East as a podcast uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, and it's also East, eastpodcast.com. Uh, Come check it out. We have a lot of diverse topics. It's been Iran heavy lately i'm sorry but um it's fun it's fun it's a fun podcast buy, buy a chavez mug as well <laughs> i've been i've been in cena's car and like all i can say is that like buy buy the mug because he really needs to buy the mug <laughs> buy the mug <laughs> buy the mug everyone thank you guys um, thank you and yeah it's been and a pleasure from from our end uh we'll see all of you later yeah all i can say is can you play the seinfeld theme music i'll play as the, the seinfeld theme music was that what it music. was Thank <laughs> you.